Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro. If you experience seasonal allergies, it can be hard to tell the difference between typical allergy symptoms and COVID-19. But while some symptoms overlap, there are also a few key differences. Here to explain is Novant Health pediatric allergist, Dr. Pooja Rajani. Thanks for listening. How do people begin to sort of differentiate between what might be happening? It can be very difficult to distinguish between seasonal allergies and uh, viral symptoms. And right now, allergies are running rampant through Charlotte. Pollen counts are very high, especially with the rain and everything. And so I think it's important to distinguish the symptoms so that you're not needlessly seeking medical care uh, for something that is probably allergies and that can be treated either at home or, or through a video visit with your physician if, if possible. And so uh, I think the big, biggest distinguishing factors between COVID-19 symptoms or even any virus is really fever, uh, the fatigue and malaise that goes along with having uh, having allergies. Uh, usually the fatigue that you get with viral illnesses is very dramatic and sudden and kind of very debilitating quickly on and you kind of feel weak all of a sudden. With allergies, you can have some fatigue, but it's usually more gradual over time. Uh, in terms of the runny nose and itching, and uh, that's actually not really a symptom of COVID-19. It can be with other viruses, but with uh, allergies in specific, the runny nose and the watery eyes is usually clear discharge. When you have something more going on, usually you can get a little bit of color to those secretions that you have. So you can get sort of a cloudy discharge or sometimes even yellow if you have something like a sinus infection and things like that. Um, and so those are look a little different than just your run-of-the-mill allergies, which is all clear discharge. Uh, itching is also a very clear symptom of allergies. And so when you're very itchy, itchy nose, itchy eyes, that's not a symptom of viral infection. So I think those are the biggest distinguishers. And then of course, uh, fever. Fever is not a symptom of allergies. So if you have a fever, that's when you should think about uh, looking for other causes of your symptoms. Are you getting many questions from patients about this? Are people having a hard time distinguishing between the two? Are you, are you getting questions about it? Yes, definitely. I think a lot of, especially parents, are very concerned uh, about their children. And, and, you know, it's tough because some of the uh, patients who have COVID-19 are asymptomatic. And then when you're having these small kind of seems like benign symptoms, you kind of don't know how much to react. And so I think that's the really confusing part about COVID-19 is that the spectrum is so wide of the symptoms that you can display. So any small symptoms. And I think another confusing symptom can be sore throat, which we can see in both allergies and in COVID-19. But usually um, people describe symptoms as more of a tickle in the back of the throat versus any kind of significant sore throat, like pain with swallowing and things like that. So I think that's a differentiator. But definitely, I think there's a big concern because you don't know how much to react or how much you should investigate things when you have symptoms. Luckily, the treatments for allergies are over-the-counter medications that are readily available. So if you're not sure or you know you want to try at least treating yourself with allergy medications there's over-the-counter medicines like 
Claritin or Loratadine, um, there's Zyrtec or Cetirizine is the generic name or Allegra that you can try and see if that helps improve your symptoms. Also, just kind of thinking back to your own history, did last set of seasons, did you get symptoms? And that will kind of clue you in, is this a problematic time of the year for you? And so I think there's some things you can do. And if it's worse with going outside or, you know, I think those things can help you differentiate. Are you someone with allergies versus an acute viral infection? What are some of the most common questions that you're getting from parents? Is there anything that stands out or something that you thought was interesting that other people may benefit from? I think that the biggest question is, um, I think most parents are pretty certain when it's allergies because itching is such a big part of it. So I think the biggest question is when the symptoms are just cough or sore throat, that's when what causes the most confusion. So uh, I do get questions regarding that. And so it can be worth it to see an allergist to get testing done to see if you're sensitized to uh, allerg allergens uh, that are out in uh, out and about right now. So I think that that is something that is helpful. So a lot of parents just want to get ruled out that is this, um, you know, is this allergies and there's definitely testing that you can get done to rule that out. You said that allergy season in Charlotte is pretty bad right now. What are some of the, the main irritating factors for folks right at this time of year? Yeah, so this time of the year, it's definitely grasses are the biggest trigger. Uh, so grass pollen is high right now. So in the springtime, it's usually more tree pollens like oak, cottonwood, things like that. And then right now it's primarily grasses. And then into August, we'll start getting some weed pollens as well, like ragweed. So uh, there's actually, you know, places like on the, um, in the news that you can watch pollen counts and kind of get some more specific data as well about what the pollen counts are in the area. Have you been doing a lot of virtual visits to address seasonal allergies? Yes, I have, and I'm happy to do that because I can provide some guidance about what medications are best, even if they are over-the-counter medications. And it's also really important with things like nose sprays to use them correctly, so I can go over those things over virtual visits. Unfortunately, for testing, if you want to get any testing done, it really needs to be done in person. And so that is uh, something it's kind of risk versus benefit, which is why I kind of said that... Uh, you know, when you think about potential for exposure and things like that, some parents will uh, would like to do a video visit and do a trial of very benign over-the-counter medications, which can go a long way and defer testing to a later time where potentially it could be safer to visit the doctor. Um, that being said, I think that we are doing a very good job in our clinics to make sure that we are uh, minimizing exposures and, you know, we're cleaning in between every patient. We're taking every precaution possible to make it safe to come see the doctor because, you know, we can't, unfortunately, this COVID-19 uh, situation is not ending anytime soon, at least not until we get a vaccine. And so we need to be able to take care of patients and get patients the help that they need. So we're making every effort on our end to make sure that it's very safe. You mentioned sanitizing between patients. Can you talk a little bit more in depth about the, the safety measures that are in place to make it a safe place for people to come seek care? 
Yeah, I think Novon has been, uh, I've, I've actually visited other clinics as a patient as well. And I think that Novon is doing a really, really good job of even in the waiting room, minimizing exposure. So we have this whole green tape uh, intervention where, you know, seats that have been cleaned have are clearly marked with a green, uh, green tape. And so you feel comfortable sitting in those seats in a waiting room. A lot of offices actually uh, are allowing you to wait in the car and giving you a phone call when they're ready to see you. That way you don't even have to wait in a waiting room, which is really, really wonderful. Masks, of course, are required by all the staff and all of the patients. Um, you know, we're, again, cleaning constantly between patients, all of the chairs, all of the exam tables. Uh, we're all wearing, uh, it's required for us as staff to be wearing masks as well as uh, goggles. So our eyes are covered because there's been some data that talks about uh, potential transmission, you know, with itching your eyes and rubbing your eyes and spreading it that way. And so there is uh, a lot of measures that we're taking on our end as providers and staff and then requiring patients, all patients are wearing masks as well. And so that's really been the biggest intervention to minimize the risk of transmission of COVID-19. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? One of the questions that I think we talked about last time was what can you do to avoid triggers of allergies to sort of minimize the confusion between symptoms, right? If you can control your allergy symptoms, then you're kind of in good control of, you know, not, not making yourself crazy about what do I have? And so unfortunately with people who have pollens, um, pollen allergy, you can't really hide from it because pollens travel, can travel miles, 10 miles plus, you know? And so I think uh, being aware that even if you cut down all the trees in your neighborhood, you're still going to potentially get exposure. So I kind of uh, make a quip that, you know, you can't hide from pollens, but you can hide from people. And so social distancing, I think, goes a long way. And so that would be really important um, to continue doing to minimize your chance of developing both COVID-19. And, you know, as people stay in their houses as well, exposures are less. Gina DiPietro here. So to recap, fever is one of the biggest differentiators between seasonal allergies and COVID-19. Another major difference is that allergies likely come with some level of itchiness, while coronavirus does not. For more practical health tips and information, visit Novant Health Healthy Headlines. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us and subscribe to this and all the Novant Health podcasts. Thanks for listening.